Welcome once again to the winter of our discontent. Uh, welcome to Ruminations from the Red Room. I'm your gothic guide, Mitch Proctor, and joining in the Red Room, once again, we have uh, Mike Arvig. Good morning. And Charlie Triple C Langley. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I like how Mike Arvig sounded like you just read it off a list for the first time you've ever met the guy. <laughs> But I thought that you said my name like we've known each other for 20 years. Uh, our first guest we have here is uh, Mike Arvig. Uh, and then we got Triple P. Charlie. You know what? You know what? It's, it's a matter of deference to my station in life is what it is. Did it, sorry, it didn't really sound that bad. We can redo it. It was Mike, right? No. Let me read this. What? Mike. Mike. No, no, Mike. Michael. Mike Michael. Mike L. Mike L. Like yes. Mike L. Like yes. Like Jor L. Or Cal L. Yes. From Krypton. Nice. I will take that, sir. Yes. We just finished watching Crisis the other night. Oh, did you? Dude, it was so great. That was such a door. How was it? It was good. It was really good. I I just geeked out the whole time. I had a really stupid nerd boner the whole time. I was like, oh, I haven't watched. I haven't watched the CW shows in quite some time. Oh. And I know they did Crisis on Infinite Earth recently, and I, I just haven't brought myself around to watching it yet. Did you see Michael Keaton news? I mean, yes. are you excited? I heard. That's crazy. No, that's not cool. That is super cool. Oh, that's very... He's honestly the best Batman, Michael Keaton. We all know this. By far. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're selling Val Kilmer short. <laughs> <laughs> Val Kilmer was pretty good. It's true. Oh, man. Whiskey in my nose again. Thanks. <laughs> Wait, you can't, you can't wait, judge it. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie you, can't ju- you can't judge a Batman by the size of his cut. Wait, wait, let me do my Val Kilmer as Batman impression. You ready? Okay, go. You ready? I'm Batman? <laughs> yeah, hey. yeah, we're good. No. That was awesome. That was awesome. Oh, so guys, thanks again for joining for uh, episode three of the breakdown of Mr. Tom Reynolds' book, um, the I Hate Myself and Want to Die. Yeah. I Dude, I'm excited for this. I listened to those songs again on the way to my mom's house in the truck. And I got to tell you, man, I, I got some questions. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about the songs from previously? Or are you talking about the songs we're going to talk about tonight? Like 2025 20, or 2525 and, and... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I listened to those and, bro, <laughs> Beth, Beth had me wanting to find that bro and be like, what is your problem, man? What's, what's your deal, dude? <laughs> Yo, man. Oh man! So we we join our intrepid heroes, uh, Triple C and Michael Arvig, uh, once again for <laughs> a little breakdown of, of what we uh, what we take away from these songs in in uh, Mr. Reynolds' book, uh, Chapter Three. He has titled, "I'm trying to be profound and touching, but really suck at it." Now. Let's just reflect on that title already. The t- chapter title, it's pretty clear that, I mean, we've already noted that he's kind of tongue-in-cheek and he's been poking a lot of fun, but this one is just blatant. Honest. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up honest. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Dude, oh, I, love, I love the title of this chapter, though. Oh, yeah. it's great. And listening listening to the songs and then thinking about the title of the chapter, he is dead on. Like <laughs> He's like, these songs are trying to be profound, 
and I, I have looked, and I don't know if profundity is a word, <laughs> but I am trying to find, I'm trying to find profundity in these songs. I'm not I, sure they, they hit the mark. Mike, I hate to be the uh, language police. I believe the word you're looking well, for is profoundity. Okay, <laughs> profoundity. I, I think it all depends upon your emphasis. Yes, absolutely. Emphasis on the profoundity. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, was it Arvig? Was it Michael Arvig? Is it's Michael Arvig. It's, it's Mike L. We'll just go with Mike L. Mike L. Okay. Oh, that yeah, would nice be that'd be like your rap name. I knew a cooler version of your face with a beard. That was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what's wrong. Yes. Yeah, I'm like beard. Samson. I shaved the beard and I lost my powers. Oh, this is basically the opposite of the Justice League. He's digitally erased his beard. It's really there. <laughs> but this is all... You know what? It's because I couldn't afford the CG to uh, to kind of CG it in. <laughs> Although neither could DC. Man, I would love to see you with a beard filter on right now. <laughs> I might take a picture and just draw it on later. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, yeah, so, these, these songs were, they took me to a couple of different places. Uh, good or bad? Know, I forgot that I knew all the lyrics to Round Here. And then I was upset at myself for knowing all the lyrics around here. And then, uh, and then, well, don't cry out loud felt like a generation of women. Well, don't get ahead of us. Their message through time, dude. Yeah, I was gonna say, Charlie, don't don't get too far ahead. Should Mitch name off all the songs? No, first we're not talking about can... all right now. No, we're not talking about it all right now. What we're gonna we will address this. That I think that he he continues to like point out like these these sad songs. Like this, this is supposed to be all about sad songs. Some of these are, there's some sadness here and there's a little bit of comedy. I mean, we'll see in the songs that he chose. Um, but I think that, you know, as we've gone about these uh, last couple chapters, we've still found empathy and sympathy in some of these, but this was a tough chapter to find that. This was a tough chapter was a to tough find one. any kind of empathy or sympathy. <laughs> yeah. Even. Yeah. It was. Uh, but yeah. laughter is the best medicine, and uh, I mean, next to whiskey. So it. I'll drink to that. <laughs> um, but for our listeners, let's go over the track list right now. This uh, list was huge. So what we've decided we're going to do is we're going to give you guys the list. If you want to listen, uh, pull them up on your streaming platform of choice and, and take a listen to these songs. But we're just going to cover maybe three or four of them uh, just so that we don't overdo it because you will be here all night crying and sobbing and we're just going to keep it kind of tight so here's the full list for our ruminators out there uh it is as follows round here by the counting crows 1994 lucky man emerson lincoln palmer 1971 beth kiss 1976 their second appearance on the list of sad songs which is odd for the band who's known for their part one amazing first one yeah amazing totally fit totally fit yeah but for a party rock band Shocking to see them on in the book twice, twice so far. And uh, we got Mark <laughs> MacArthur Park, Richard Harris, 1968. I just want to give a shout out to Richard Harris, a.k.a. Dumbledore. Dumbledore, yes. Uh, Don't Cry Out Loud, as referenced by Triple uh, C already. Melissa Manchester, Don't Cry Out Loud, 1978. In the year 2525 is the next track. Zager and Evans, 1969. That song tripped me out. Bro. <laughs> that 
we'll talk evil. about that in a sec, Charlie. We'll talk about that in a sec because that would trip me out a little bit too. Yeah. Really listening to Spaced it. Out, bro. Spaced out. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, same old Lang Sin. Is that sign? Dan Fogelberg, 1981. I could never figure out how to pronounce those last two words. It's is like it Lang Sin. It's Lang like sign. Uh, like Lane Staley. I think is how it's pronounced. Okay. Yeah. He, All right. He died. Uh, the Rose, Bette Midler, 1980. Oh, my, Bette Midler. Hmm, okay. And yeah. then the last one, Mandy, Mr. Barry Manilow, 1974. Sometimes yeah. you just need some Barry Manilow. Sometimes you need some Manilow. Listen, I've gotten to a point in my life where I appreciate Barry Manilow, okay? <laughs> That's fine. Wait, Charlie, does Barry Manilow know you raid his wardrobe? <laughs> I hope not. I want to keep doing it. So cue up those playlists. And uh, of course, don't forget to hit play when Uncle Charlie gives you the cue and listen and then rejoin us uh, in the podcast and we will uh, discuss the tracks that we're listening to. So we're going to move right along here. First track. What do you guys want to do? Well, I think I think just because a lot of people will know it, I think "Round Here" by the Counting Crows okay. is one that we should we should discuss a little bit. And I won't lie, this is one like, of course, you know, when it came out initially, yeah, I was into the Counting Crows for a yeah, while. It's a good album, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a good album. Sang this song a lot. Never really Clearly started talking about it. And, uh, there. Oh yeah, yeah. You and you and the lead singer for Counting Crows share a lot in common there, Charlie. No. As no. far as the coiffure. Okay, so we'll do that one. <laughs> All right, so first track that we're going to cover, uh, guys, is the good track. Word. What's that? Good word. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Maybe we shouldn't have started with the beverages so far in advance. I couldn't help myself. I understand completely. Uh, round here by uh, the, the Mr. The Counting the counting Crows. Are they the Counting Crows or are they just Counting Crows? Is it an action uh, or, or is it... You know what? I do think it's. I think it was just counting. No, I think it was just counting crows, wasn't it? That's a good question. So, our ruminators out there, maybe if you guys are fans of the or slash counting crows, give us a a holler and let us know. So, where is he talking about? Right? Before we go into. You don't want to stand up straight. Listen. Round here. Where is round here? Downtown LA. I'm, I'm fairly certain he's talking about LA. Well, they do talk about the ocean and uh, meets the land. Yeah. Oh, I think we're just at that now. Yeah. This guy was so sincere. Is he talking about it? Is he talking about a carny? Is that why things don't work out? Is she a carny? Nothing ever works out for carnies, Mike. It's always been weird to me that she takes her clothes off to get close to understanding Jesus. I get it. I mean, if she's a hot chick, I'm not complaining. <laughs> It's interesting to me that we talk like lions and sacrifice like lambs. I'm not mm. sure what that means. Well, this is kind of where I started to have an issue. Like, I love all the writing up until right about here. Waka, 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 waka. I do like the Wawa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of that bluesy guitar sound. Look, he. This is a good song, but the meaning of it, I think, gets kind of 
off track at the end. Listen up. Okay, is this when he was dating that chick from that one show? <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. <laughs> Courtney, Courtney, uh, Courtney, Courtney Love. Courtney. No, 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 not Courtney Love. Uh, brunette from oh Friends. That's the show. She was eating a chick from Friends. He was. Yeah. Really? Yeah. At some point. Um, I don't know if it was around this time or. Yeah, Do they have a second album? <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of life. I keep wanting to. I keep wanting to say Courtney Thorne Smith, but I know that's not right. Courtney Cox. Whoa! Isn't she a porn star? No, isn't that her name? Oh, I don't know. I thought she was married to Arquette, that guy from Scream. She was amicably divorced. So, so I have problems here. Very, 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 very is not my. I'm not a fan of the varies. Too many varies. Too many varies. Well, I mean, you know, very late's like what eleven. But then you go very, very, that's like 12. Very, 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 that's one. Very, 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 it's got to be at least 2 o'clock. Maybe even 3 o'clock. He might be pushing it. They might have just stayed up all night. (laughs) Okay. Here's my question. What's his statement about being under the gun? Like He started off the song talking about this woman and how she was going to jump because she was tired of life. She must be tired of something. Right. Yeah. Then he goes in. They stayed up very late. She's always on his mind, and he's under the gun, and he can't see nothing. You know, I think what it is, he's trying to make it all about himself. <laughs> started out, started about talking about her story. Now he's making it all about himself. Yeah, very you much know, so. I, I actually found it somewhat like I think it's supposed to make you feel like it describes a bad place, but it doesn't really. I don't know what it is that he's singing about when I really think about it. Like she jumped, she died because the no, no. I thought I thought he dropped her off a cliff. What? Are you serious right now? Well, he said she's slipping through my hands. Oh, does she? Does he? Because I'm falling down on you. I don't know. Like, I there's definitely some shift in perspective quite a bit. Like, I'm not sure whether he's just being poetic or it's. I don't know. Well, remember the title of the chapter, right? Yeah. Good, so, good callback. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. right. Let's 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 focus on that and let's remember that. That's a good so point. Maybe, maybe he's these just songs as a point of misses. These are misses. Yeah, these are misses. Right. I think it's a total miss. Like I really do. I think they're trying too hard to be artistic. You know, like that whole thing about white the contrast of white on white. I don't know if that's like an artistic statement. Um you know, uh I don't know what we're, we're around here yeah, while we always stay up late. Right? We talk what? like lions. So what is it? You, I guess you and roar. sacrifice like lambs. What does that mean? Does that mean you Sweet. die because the... Uh, so, does that mean they gave up know. on the conversation? <laughs> Let's just say this. That, like I said, I was really amazed that I knew all the words and I sang it driving down the road. And then once it was over, I was mad that I knew all the words <laughs> and I sang it when I was driving down the road. Um, you were you were singing along with it, and afterwards you thought about it for a second. We're like, wait a second, what did I just sing? Round here, round here. Well, see, you know what? I I love the song when it first came. When this album first dropped back in uh, what year was that again, Mitch? That it dropped? Uh, this song uh, came out in nineteen ninety four. 
94. At least the single, when yeah. That first came, yeah, when it first came out, man, I loved this album. Like, I listened to it a lot, <clears> so I know these lyrics. I listened to some of it. I didn't listen to all of it. Let me just say sure this, like, because because uh, I think this song is basically the flip of a lot of the stuff we listened to in maybe the first and second chapter that Charlie had pointed out. You know, those songs they had like this happy tone and these dark dark lyrics. I mean, this does have some dark lyrics right. going on, but this has got you can see he's trying to convey something, like the like the title of the chapter says. I'm trying to be profound and meaningful, but then the lyrics fall short. Like he's the they don't music, really connect. Yeah, there's no real it, connect. You know, yeah, it doesn't connect. Right. It feels like um, a bunch of non sequitur statements that he kind of just was trying to put together, especially at the end. That very, 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 very late is mm-hmm. you get to see. So you're, you're saying that like one very could convey it all. It, look, I think that comes out of how he can vocalize, right? Mm-hmm. He can carry mm-hmm. one very or two varies. <laughs> he went to four varies and didn't even sing it. He basically stopped singing and went, we stay up. Very, 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 very late. <laughs> That's how he did it. Yeah. <laughs> that dude yeah, wrote think... that. That dude wrote I... four varies. I guarantee you, if you found the note, no, you're right. there'd be a chewed piece of bubble gum on one corner. <laughs> Okay, like eggs, milk, coffee on one other corner. <laughs> It'd be four varies written in pencil. I think there's also well, think, some like think... blurred, blurred ink, you know, probably from some of the tears. Because there's a little bit of like a stain on there. Like little tears because he knew he wasn't that talented. He was crying. He was like, Ouch. I wish I was more talented. Well, I got some negative up in here so quick. Yeah, wow, man. That's really harsh. I can't believe you go there. But you're probably right. <laughs> but you're probably Listen, right. by the end of the song, I, he had convinced me that it was. It was happening bad. around here? That round here songs are bad. It's true. It's true. You don't want to be round here. I don't you know what what are you here. thinking. It's got a nice yeah. guitar See, hook. So, the hook. Go ahead. You know, I was just gonna say it's interesting, right? Like the first two chapters we looked at. All of us looked at the songs. And we're like, oh, we can we can kind of see what's going on here, and they really do, like you say, it has some dark tones. And there seemed to be some depth there, but in this chapter, it's almost like, and I think the author did it on purpose. He picks songs that like are trying hard. I just missed the mark. Just really missed the mark. Yeah. And I think with like, you know, Beth by Kiss, if we look at that one too, I just feel like, I mean, I want to like it because I like Kiss, but. Bro, I've hated that song and didn't know what it was. (laughs) What? What are you talking about? Really? Hated that song. All right. Well, hey, you know what, guys? I think you guys just chose our next track. So let's get the Ruminators out there ready to go. And and, uh, Charlie, go ahead and, and count them in. So that they can go ahead and start their tracks when uh, when they're when you're ready. All right, ruminators, on my count, on go, hit play in three, two, one, go. <laughs> right away, the honey saccharin dripping already. What year was what year was this one, Mitch? Nineteen seventy six. This is my birthday song. Seventy six. Wow. See, at first I thought it was like a autobiographical, like you know, the band is playing, trying to find the sound, like they're trying to write a song. Mm-hmm. And then later on, there's a part they say where I'm like, well, maybe he's a ghost. <laughs> I don't know why I thought I was trying to find I was trying to find some type of meaning. Hmm. I mean, I think that the that. Reynolds even misplaced this song being in here. I mean, this is, it's not a great song, but I don't see how it connects 
with the others. They don't sound like they're being deep. This is pretty straightforward. He's I like the horns, man. Do you hear that horn going on right there? What can he do, guys? What can he do? There's nothing. We lost your video, bro. Yeah, I see that. There. There we go. I'm back. Take it away. It was better. <laughs> so look, the the tune is good. Like the 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 setup, the music isn't bad. It's the lyrics. No, it's upset. They're me. so simplistic. <laughs> I think it's like when he's like, "Just a few more hours, and I'll be right home to you." Yeah. Listen to this. <laughs> but see the the previous verse when he's like, "Just a few more hours, I'll be right home to you," and he's like, "I think I hear them calling." Like when he says, "I think I hear them calling," I keep thinking, "Well, maybe he's a ghost. Maybe he died in a car accident on the way home, yeah. and he hears the bandmates calling him back." And you know, that's where I'm trying but, to find some type let of. Let me tell you this: much. that dude's not a ghost, and he's hearing those boys calling back to the closet. No, no, like, oh my god. <laughs> No, he's not. A, he's not a ghost. He, he, they are going to be playing all night long because he was originally telling her, "Hey, it's just gonna, just a couple more hours," and then yeah. he's, he's going back on. It. He's like, "Oh, sorry, guess not. We're going to play all night. Sorry, we we just can't get the sound. We're going to play all night. Sorry, Beth, you're on your own. Get started without right. me." So, do, don't well, you so, feel like this is a weird bit of a misplaced song? I think I mean, it is a misplaced song. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why it's here. First off, it almost seems like. It should be in a list of songs where dudes were well, just classically prickish to their women, <laughs> right? Like, it's basically, the whole song is, I know you're lonely, but I'm really having a good time. <laughs> we're trying to make this song. And Me and the boys are working, man. Right. We're playing. I'm yeah, no, I see where you're coming hours, from. Just a few more hours. And then at the end, he's like, I know you're lonely, but I hope you're okay because I'm not fucking coming home. I'm still with the boys all night. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. Well, so I, well, I was reading up some stuff. I was reading up some stuff on this song, and I found an article that said that although Kiss cranked out their fair share of hard rocking anthems over the years, the band's 1976 ballad, Beth, remains the highest charting song of their career. Yeah, it must really bum them out. Uh, I would be bummed out because I mean they've got some great songs and this is not necessarily one. I don't hate the song until now, perhaps. Is, what do you think the statement is about the the people who enjoy that song though? Well, there's a bunch of dudes going, "Yeah, I'm not going out." <laughs> well, so when I first when I first heard this song, the first time I heard this song was back when I was a kid, and my thought was is that it must have been released at the same time that all those ballads started coming out from all of our, our rock bands that we love so much. Oh, like those 80s you know, ballads that hit the, the 80s ballads. I thought it was part of that whole thing, honestly. I never realized that it was it was recorded in the 70s. So this, this, this like was his answer to Journey and Steve Perry? That's like, honestly kind of what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I, like someday love will find you. They're like, let me tell you what I think about love. I'm staying out. I'm not going home. Not coming home, Beth. I know you're lonely, but generally I don't give a shit. The funny thing is, is hey, I know you're lonely. I don't give a shit. I'm staying out. Wouldn't have made a good song. I mean, that's like not even a whole verse. It would just went over. So the urban legend to it, though, is that these lyrics are actually notes taken by one of the band members that that Peter Chris was in the band he was in before Chris before Kiss before Kiss before Kiss before Kiss one of the bandmates was like taking notes as someone's wife actually was calling and he was taking notes of what he was actually saying to his wife over the phone like 
over and over again, well, like night after night. There's there's controversy too, though, regarding the song because Peter Chris it? has yeah. been credited. Yeah, Peter Chris is credited with writing it. I think yeah. he won some awards or something for that. Oh no! And Nobody then, like, I know Paul Stanley. Year. Didn't they? No. I... Is is Chris the one with pussy face? Yes. He's got the whiskers. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That is correct, sir. Um. Okay, and and just for fun though, I mean, having been in bands, I know how like an evening goes where you're really like in the groove, but you still yeah. you, you still go home to the lady. I mean, I don't I don't know. No, I think I really do feel like they were tongue and cheeking this to make fun of love songs, and I'll tell you why. This whole song lyrically, we all get the same gist from it, and then at the end they do the old the whole oh what. Like they sing this like little toony chorusy part at the end, which I, well, I do. I think they're making fun. You know what, too? When you listen, to they are making fun. They're making fun of the guy whose whose wife keeps calling and interrupting band practice. That's who they're making fun of. Yeah. Okay. But, I got but the lyrics are the the song lyrics are sung by two different people at two different points. Like the voices are different at two points, and I don't know why they do that. But neither one of them can really harmonize on a song like this. <laughs> <laughs> which I find humorous. I'm like, it's, it's kind of forced. Oh yeah. It's, it's rough. What do you think Gene Simmons thought of this song? Women? Oh, women probably got wet no, hearing this Gene, song. Gene no. Simmons. Oh, Gene Simmons. I'm sorry. <laughs> he said women. I'm like, women were probably like, Oh, that's so sweet. Just like they do for what's that song more than words. Women think that's a love song and it's definitely not a love song. All right. We'll bring that song up later. I think that you should definitely put that on one of your honorable mentions. At some point, I've got, dude. Believe it or not, I've actually got a couple of songs for my honorable honorable mentions this time around. Oh, excellent! We'll get me, to too. me too. Me too. Um, last last little fun little nugget of uh, interest is that that song was actually a B side, and it ended up being their biggest hit, their biggest trying to hit. So much so that the the record label flipped right. the the single release so that it was now the A side. And I don't know what that means, but they then re released it as the title as the A side with the B-side being whatever it was, Detroit Rock City, which I think was the song that we covered in first chapter. Right. So, yeah. yeah. But that's interesting that it was so successful that they then later... What do you think the guy who dedicates this song to his girlfriend is saying? Break up with me, I'm a dick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so... Right, let's get down to it. We have now, this was a news flash to me, and I can't believe that I didn't know this, but I'm going to credit Mike for opening my eyes to the fact that MacArthur Park, the next track in our little playlist, 1968, Richard Harris. I recognized the name, but I didn't think to look it up because I was like, oh, Richard Harris can't be the same guy. Michael Arvig, who is Richard Harris? Richard Harris is a famous actor. From like the 1960s, 70s, and even more recently. So one of his big name movies was uh, Man Called Horse. Mm-hmm. He was also in uh, Unforgiven, which was directed by Clint Eastwood. Very he, well established stage actor. A very well established stage actor. He was in the musical Camelot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more in more recent years, and sadly he has passed away, he was in uh, the first Harry Potter. He played Dumbledore. Yes, first and second Harry Potters. Yeah, first and second. Yeah, he's uh, OG Dumbledore. 
OG Dumbledore. Wild. I had no uh, idea. Dude, I, was I had no idea. Mike, way to go on the knowledge. Well, I like that. you know, I, I well, I knew I knew him as an actor, but I also looked into him a little bit as a singer. Apparently, he had a gold album, an album that went gold. Was this it? Whoa! Uh, this I think this was it. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> this one is really something. So, for the ruminators, ruminators out there, like. Cue it up, but make sure you have a little moment to listen to it because it, it, it's almost eight minutes long. You're going to yeah, be there like for a while. Yeah. If yeah. you haven't heard it before, especially for our, you'll have to excuse me, our younger listeners, the epic changes and roller coaster that this is going to take you on. Like, but really listen to it just to to be in awe of the spectacle. Can can an audio experience be a spectacle? I think so. I would say so. I don't know. I might have misspoke. But what you should do is definitely cue this up. Uncle Charlie's going to count you in and then join us on the flip side so that we can discuss this. Uh, I don't know what you'd even call this song. But here All it comes. All you. right, Ruminators. Are you ready? <laughs> MacArthur we Park, Richard Harris, go. 1968. Three, two, one. I jumped the gun. Go. <laughs> you know, it immediately starts off sad. Because spring was never waiting for us, girl. You know, the other thing I couldn't help but think during this was that, like, standards back then must not have been the same as standards nowadays. When you say standards, what do you mean? Well, for singing, like, Richard Harris is a great actor, Mm -hmm. great actor. But as far as the singer goes, like, and I, I, I won't lie, this is the only song of his I've listened to. But I don't hear it. This really just all I get. It's like the animated Lord of the Rings. Interesting. Yeah, I can see that. Swelling. And this this whole My... thing about the cake in the rain. I'm like, why would anybody leave a cake in the rain? Oh, we really got to talk about the cake in the rain. We will be talking well, about the cake in the rain. I mean, it's there, right? There's cake in the rain for some strange... And he can't bake it again. I guess it was made from scratch. It's such a, a weird operatic sort of tone it does have kind of an operatic tone yeah so oddly donna summer remade this it actually charted higher yeah you know i don't know who charted higher quite honestly no she did she she took it to number one i think it was number two wasn't it oh really oh i know in the u.s two in the u.s and four in the uk okay but she did chart higher than than dumbledore yeah uh, you knew who else remade it to? Uh, the country singer I just remembered is Waylon Jennings. Really? That's an old family dad joke, dude. He remade it in 1969. The stereo mix on it is also kind of crap. Like, there's weird decisions there in, in when they they move it from left to right or leave it on one side. Yeah. Well, and it's weird how it changes, right? Like, well, see, this one almost, I think this one, in, in some of the lyrics, I feel like it almost fits in this book. Yeah. Because I don't oh, know why that there was, like, spring was never waiting for us. Yeah. And then when he says, there will be another song for me, it almost feels like he's lost something. Yeah. That he can't get back. I got to tell you, that line, though, the spring was never waiting for us, that one is pretty sad. That's a pretty sad line. Oh, yeah. That's a sad line. It's like it was a doomed relationship from the start. Yeah. 
I mean, all my relationships have started in the fall. So the spring is really not meaningful to me, but I know a lot of people think it's very romantic. <laughs> Can I tell you though, what about what about a really slick uh, guy using this line as a way to break up with women? <laughs> Which line? The spring was never waiting for us. <laughs> was never waiting for us, girl. I hope to we God learned. someone has. This ain't no long term kind of thing. Spring ain't waiting spring for us. Spring was never waiting for us. <laughs> That's I feel like you do it in a much more suave tone than that. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't deliver it that way. <laughs> I think Arvid can deliver it. I don't know if I could deliver it. I just, you know, spring was never waiting for us, girl. I think these yeah. lyrics are so long that even the internet doesn't have all the lyrics. Oh, yeah. Well, see, and he's going to take his life into his hands, and he'll use it. Like, he's determined to turn, like, you know, make take lemons and make lemonade. Make lemon cake, because the other cake melted. Right. There you go. Lemon cake. All right. Now we know that it's happening. It kicks in. Oh, yeah. Getting a little funky. Got that tambourine going? I, want, I, don't, I don't know if he played the tambourine himself. We'd have to look that up. Yeah, actually, he did. It was a magic tambourine. He got it from the uh, the wishing hat or whatever that thing yeah, is. Yeah, dude, he cast Expelliarmus mm-hmm. or some shit. It's floating there <laughs> playing along with him. Good. <clears throat> I find it interesting, too, that one of the lyrics is like, oh, after all the loves of my life, I'll be thinking of you and wondering why. Mm, so he knows he's going on. He's that's lost wishful. the girl. Yeah. Right. He's talking about the, like, is it the one that got away? Or is it sadder than that? I think it's, he's a player. That's straight oh, up. He's totally a player. Oh, and he's just like dropping some crazy poetic shit on her so that he can try and get away with being a player. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe the spring was never waiting for us and that cake is just waiting in the rain. Like, that's, yeah. So that she's just so overwhelmed with the bizarrety of his words. That she's just got to let him go? Double door. Well, MacArthur's Park is melting in the dark. That's pretty yeah. that's Are pretty we going to find bodies at MacArthur's Park? Yeah. <laughs> is that what he says to him when he's burying them? Yeah. Spring was never waiting for us. You got to go. This crazy, like, breakdown solo What is it? goes on for now this? I, I don't know. Sounds like, like I did some reading. I did some reading into this. Like you said, like, it's a long song. Yeah. Apparently... This song was popular enough that uh, AM radios broke their rule of not playing songs longer than three and a half minutes. Wow. I'd like to see the numbers on how many people were using uh, hallucinogens then versus now for this song to actually have been on the radio. Hmm. So you're asking how many people were high in order to drive this song to number two? Well, not even necessarily high. I mean, someone was like mescaline, shrooms, something for this to like continue. Like, it's not radio friendly. No. No, definitely not. Well, and it's interesting, too, that when this came out, he was already 10 years into his acting career. Dude, listen to that build. Let's that end. That is an end. What Damn. did I say? Like, this. This this guy, I wonder if he put together the song himself. Like he put together the score. No, he didn't. Mm-mm. He didn't. Okay. He worked. He worked. He had somebody else who worked on it, uh, and they they actually came to him and asked him to sing it. 
to do this do this album and then after they did this and this was a hit they did another album from what i read the writer jimmy webb was actually yeah, super successful before he was even 25 like he had tons of like credits and, and awards already to his name and this is like the most super uber bizarre of all of his tracks um, well it's artistic man i mean oh, it's very it's artistic too yeah <laughs> And probably out of this list, the one I like the most. It's a lot of fun. It's just wacky weird, <laughs> but it's yeah. It is kind of wacky weird. We'll it's, definitely give you that. It is strangely enough. Like we were talking about the length of the song. It is strangely though catchy. Like it's got some hooks in it that you can't easily shake. You you recognize it immediately when you you hear the song once. You you will recognize it again for the rest of your life. Oh, it's true. It's true. Even when Donna Summers sings her version, it starts out like kind of like this, and as does the one by Waylon Jennings. Yeah. But yeah, I listened to both of them. <laughs> and what, who do you well, I like? I, I like Donna Summers' better. version, but it's definitely it's definitely a disco song. Like she cut out, she cut out like about like half of the lyrics. Mm. You know, the part where it changes and everything, everything changes in there. Like she cut all that out, and it's definitely got a disco feel to it. When I it starts out. It starts out sounding kind of sad, like this one starts out. And the Waylon Jennings one uh, sounds a little more true to this one. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, country twang. I don't know, man. That one's a wild ride. Yeah. Well, and see, and there again, like considering the title of the chapter. Okay. When I look at this song, I'm like, well, maybe this one kind of gets closer to <laughs> to the title. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't think that you can, how can you talk about cakes and really take yourself seriously or expect anyone else to take the the lyrics seriously? Uh, That's the part that drew me out of it. Like cakes in the rain. I'm like, why are cakes sitting around in the rain? Someone left the cake out in the rain. I don't think that I can take it because it took so long to bake it and I'll never have that recipe again. That recipe for what? The recipe for love? Like, so maybe the cake is actually metaphor. For this relationship, I think it's got left metaphorical. Out it's, yeah, it's got to be metaphorical. There's no way it's not yeah. a metaphor. <laughs> if there's a literal cake sitting in the rain, and he can't just make another one, like seriously, somebody has screwed up. Listen, we've heard a song about the guys playing in the band and not going to make it. I mean, it could have been cakes on the table in the rain, bro. One of it's the true. one it's of true. the theories is that the guy wrote the song like sneaking. To his ex's wedding, he like snuck into the park to watch the wedding, and then was like watching it from like a garden shed, and it began to rain. This is again all hearsay, whatever. And watching through the windows, it looked like the cakes and everything was melting, and and I was like, well, okay. So I could- the cake is what. So he's making his peace with the fact that their love was never like that's the final. That her their love that was the door on it's it. over. Yes, it's, it's over. done. It's over. Right? She the so then, relationship he had with her. Yes. She's the one Basically, that got away. Some other dude's enjoying his cake. <laughs> I got to. Man. I got to. Yeah. He's like, I can't have my cake. Some other dude's eating it. Yeah, I think we finally figured out this decades mystery. Bro. Mystery man. We no one else knew what it was. What's that? Oh my goodness! All the sweet. Charlie was talking icing. about talking about eating. I don't know. I don't know. Someone left my cake out in the rain. That's the you lyric. know what? Start saying that for times when you're upset, and see what people react to you like. You know what I mean? What's, like what's wrong, Charlie? 
Someone left my cake out in the rain, bro. You want to make this a thing. <laughs> like, like you want people to literally say, instead of saying, I'm unhappy or I'm sad, someone left my cake in the rain. Yeah, it's Same like someone pissed in his Cheerios. Conviction. Yeah, so, but like, but it sounds like something like, uh, seriously, uh, it'll be funny to see because I bet you if they're over 50, they're going to go, <laughs> you had cake? Where's the cake? Did you leave it in the rain? Are you okay? Can I get you some cake? I'll make you a cake. You know, whereas you know people, what, Charlie? they might sympathize in some stupid way. They may be like, oh, yeah, I hate when that happens. <laughs> you will laugh your ass off. If somebody goes, oh, bro, I hate when people leave my cake in the rain. You know what? Yeah, that it's like when your years just of Charlie. Oh, how's your day? Went straight 2020? Like that? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Man, somebody left cakes in the rain. I knew it was 2020. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a modern day band where apparently they want to eat cake by the ocean. So I don't know what's going on with cakes. Or Who's foods. that? Is that Everclear? No, it's not Everclear. It's... They sing about I don't the remember who it is. Lana Del Rey? No. No, definitely wasn't Lana Del Rey. Her cake would be really sad. Is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We may have discovered our rating system. Okay. Uh, okay. Cake, cake by the ocean. Emotional cake by the ocean. Moniker, emotional moniker plus cake. Plus cake. I give that song three angry cakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad cakes. That song is so oh, sad. Cakes. I guess that's four sad cakes. So the song "Cake by the Ocean" is by a band called DNCE. I don't know if that's supposed to be dance or what, D-N-C-E. but it's DNCE. Yeah, all caps, like they're angry. What's with kids these days? I don't know. I don't understand them. Oh my god. What do you mean, like kids and their fascination with caps lock? Well, caps lock, and then like what is well, that? Caps like, lock. DNCE. I don't know. Uh, all right. So I can't. Blame them. <clears throat> we'll be able to like pause right here and decide what the next track is that we're going to cover since we're not doing all of them. So we'll be here all night. What uh, I kind of like, I kind of liked uh, in the year twenty five twenty five, but I also liked. Um, oh shoot, what was the one by the chick? I can't. But the chick. Don't, don't cry, cry out, out loud. loud. Oh yeah, don't cry out loud, dude. That was and so the good. I, the reason why I like don't cry out loud. Is because I feel like it could almost fit in this category, whereas twenty five twenty five, I feel is like he's almost prognosticating yeah. the future, Listen, which is eerie. Those guys freaking me out. back in time and are singing about our future. Dude, Bill and Ted, like man, went, like it's like the Bill and Ted or the fucking Terminator, or something, <laughs> dude. I don't know. Like it, it kind of creeped me out a little bit. It I creeped was me out. It creeped yeah. me out when you said we need. This, uh, yeah. When he said, we don't need legs, we're going to have robots. Like, walking <laughs> I'm like, what? What? Oh, I'm like, this guy invented the segue. Yeah. We should, we should, we should listen to that one just for the, just for shits and giggles. But the don't cry out loud, that one, I, I can't shake that one once I listen to it. It's so well, bad. It's so good. Oh, it's so. I hate to say it, but I remember, I remember listening to that song when I was a kid. Because really? when I was a kid, yeah, when I was a kid, one year for my birthday, uh, you did <laughs> in that dress that everybody made fun of, and he would listen to that song and cry. Yes, no, motherfuckers. Uh, what? 
I, I got a radio, an AM radio for my birthday. And at night, the stations used to come in clearer. So I would stay up late at night with the radio turned down so my parents wouldn't catch me. And I would sit there with my ear next to the speaker listening to music. And this is one of the songs that occasionally would play on some of the stations I could get. So for me, it was a little bit nostalgic. That is a really but sweet never, story. Like as a kid, I didn't listen to the lyrics that closely, right? Like I'm like, don't cry out loud. Just keep it inside. Like I didn't I didn't know what that was. Like nowadays I'm like, wow, this is somebody who's you really trying to really repress some emotion and trying to like like they're like, oh, I'm starting to feel feelings. I gotta push those down and maybe drink a little more. Right? Mike, Mike, sing your truth. Sing your truth, Mike. I like that he finished the story and then took a big old drink of that gentleman Jack. All right, so uh, actually, actually, yeah, I finished just, just like I finished Gentleman Jack, and this is the um, Elijah Craig. Shit, Elijah Craig. Yes, yes, Sorry. that's good. I like the Elijah Craig. That's Elijah the other reason Craig why you guys got to come up here to help me build my bar because then we'll have like because I'm like socking away oh. some money for an awesome yeah. trip to the alcohol store. Oh my gosh, I could just envision that trip. That would be such a fun trip. The, the alcohol yes. store. That's, Dude, that's what they I make, like right? There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, it's a liquor store. Yes. I want to. I got a comment about it. Don't cry out loud. Okay, okay, wait. Let's. Okay, do you want to comment first? You want to tell the? You introduce the if song. We're not going to listen to it. Oh no, I think we're listening comment. to it. No, we're listening oh, wait, to. Are it. we listening to? Are we listening to Don't Cry Out Loud? Or are we listening to Twenty Five Twenty Five? Or should we do both? Just because we like them both. That'll be five songs. We can do five songs. Charlie, give right. us a little comment on Don't Cry Out Loud from Melissa Manchester, 1978, and then count us in so that our listeners can play along. All right. Something to think about before and during your uh, enjoyment of this song is think about your mother's generation. If you're under the age of 50, think about how that generation viewed themselves and their place in the world as women. Because this song to me feels like you have to go into that mindset to maybe appreciate it. And it's part of the reason I don't like it, right? It, it really frustrates me, the, the sort of um, perception of what I, what I believe the perception of strength is mm -hmm. and the way that, that, that she's representing it. I'm picking and up look, which one down. And, and, you know, just think about that and then enjoy the vocals because they're, they're, they're actually pretty good. Yeah, they're addictive. All right. So, ruminators. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Well, and that right there sounds kind of sad, right? She doesn't want praise just passing by her. Yeah. Like, she wants more from life. And there, she's brave. Dancing yeah. without a net upon the wire. Yeah. That's when you're in a relationship and you don't hold anything back. You're not playing. Right. Well, see, this one I feel like is less about a relationship and more about, like, person's introspection okay oh my god there it goes wow see that's that's powerful just keep it inside learn no. how to hide your feelings <laughs> like but and yet fly high and proud but see this lyric though i disagree with though the what remember you almost had it well yeah she's like don't cry out loud keep it inside just talking about strength and then it's like, oh, yeah, but if you fall, think about how you almost had it all. Like, oh, thanks. Uh, never mind. I guess life sucks. This is where things are slipping through fingers yeah. right here on this song. 
Well, I see right there, they left her dreams among the litter. Mm. Like, that's that's sad, dude. That is... I kind of think Charlie's right. You got to put this in the context of like what was going on with women's rights. Back oh in yeah, the day. you can't. This song, I don't think you can separate from the time when it it came out. There's some really. Go yeah. ahead. Well, I was gonna say this song also makes me think a little bit of the Carpenters, not the song that we listened to in the first chapter, but some of the other Carpenters songs. I feel like it's almost on that same level. The way she yeah. sings, the way she presents it, stuff. This song is in an era before I irony. It says a lot about the generation. Don't cry out loud. Fly mm-hmm. high and proud. And if you should fall, remember that you almost had it all. That, the statement to me is that the goal is to have it all. Right? Yeah. It's not about figuring out who you are, what works. It's the well, goal is to have it all. Family, that career. Like a different generation. Yeah. Wasn't that the American dream was to have it all? Have it all. What does that mean? Like, that was always the American dream. I think the American dream, I think. What was it all? You see what I'm saying? Well, see, that's, like, that's what I was just yeah. going to say. I was like, what was what was all of it? Like like you say, like the family, maybe at this point in time, career, because women were starting so, to get out of the workforce more. This is what I'm saying, right? Like she tried to have it all in terms of having her own ambitions as well as being a parent and a wife. <laughs> and it seems to me like this woman is telling other women that, you know, go for it. And then when it doesn't fucking work out, just remember, you got close. <laughs> that's the saddest part of it that's the part I hate the most it just sounds I hate I can't it. articulate I hate it quite right but that's just terrible that is, like not only don't cry sad. out loud not only keep it to yourself but also if you don't quite get there you almost had it and paints it as a strength well yeah like you know what strong, you'll suppress this you don't let anybody know you're hurting you don't try to really fix it the whole goal is to suppress it as long as you're in a pursuit of it all. And then if you don't get it all, just remember you got close, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so can I bring up real quick? So I, like I said, I had a couple songs that were honorable, honorable mentions, but this makes me think of one of my honorable mention songs. You don't want to say it was which for is, surprise? I, I do, but right now it just kind of fits. Okay. What go. we're talking about. So don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> okay. By TLC. Yes. Because. When you look at it, they say in the TLC song, they're like, don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Oh. Which to me, which to me says, don't try to change your station in life. Accept where you're at and stay there. Yeah. Okay. Don't push and I, the I limits. Lie, I've gone, yeah, don't push the limits. Don't go chasing waterfalls. You know? Uh it even says in that particular song, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls, I know that you're going to have it your way or nothing at all, but I think you're moving too fast. Wow. I misunderstood that song. I always thought Waterfalls gave you AIDS, so I just didn't <laughs> uh, go to Waterfalls. <laughs> that was in the era. See, I, always, I, I think it's funny because everybody's like, oh, that's such a beautiful song. It's great. Well, it's when wonderful. Said three letters no. to his final resting place. I thought those three letters came from Niagara. Uh, what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> kind of lost me there. I'm like, yeah, I feel like it was a I thought the voice, I thought her voice in, in Don't Cry Out Loud was, it's really hard not to like, and it's really <clears> easy <throat> to sing along with. But I just, this, it just seems such a, the wrong message for, it seems so dated. It's very if that dated, song came sure. out right now, there'd be like outrage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
No, no, I agree. I agree. You probably have Hillary Clinton making comments about that song about like she's not like Patsy Klein. She doesn't just stick by her man, or she cries out loud. <laughs> yeah. So this s- lyricist, uh, Carol Bayer Sager, also guilty of a groovy kind of love, wrote that track. Yep. Oh, really? Also, I like that song. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, just hold on. Let me see. That's what friends are for. No, no, no. There it is. That's what friends are for. Oh, that's what friends are for? Yeah. Oh, okay. I know what song you're talking about. Oh, wow. She wrote that really? down, too. Yeah. This, wow. This American lyricist has written a crap ton of big time hits. So, uh, do I hits like mean that quality? Lot. That's what friends are for. It's a good song. Yeah. Is it though? <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, this is a whole know. conversation for maybe like an addendum to the whole song. series. It's a good tune. It's a good. No, no, no. I'm not. I, I was tune. never. I was never like a big fan of it. I didn't blare like, it from my car, but it was a decent song. That's because you were embarrassed, weren't you? <laughs> no, I just didn't. You're like, I don't want anybody to hear me play on this. I'm going to turn it down, but I've got the windows rolled I up. Listen, I didn't I'm blare it along, driving down the road. You blared groovy kind of love from your car. Yes, I did. Liar. I'm not proud of it, but I did. <laughs> she wrote it. She didn't. She didn't play it. She didn't like perform it. But that was her song. She wrote. Right. It. But yeah, I think this definitely gotcha. calls for an addendum uh, episode. Certainly. And you know what I like about it is that Charlie's like he'll just straight up own that shit. He's like, that's right. I like that song. That's what friends are for. So hey, I I like groovy kind of love. Okay, cool. And I am not a fan of any of them. But there's that's why I well, think it would be a good decision. Neither one of those is metal, Mitch. No, none of those are metal. If it ain't Listen, got metal, "Movie Kind of Love" as a metal song might be great. So, all right. So overall, guys, our thoughts on "Don't Cry Out Loud." It's a little bit sappy. It's a little bit overblown. She's got a beautiful voice. I'm very misogynistic. Very out of time, out of touch with what we we think are well, modern views and and uh. Uh, morals it's just i don't know man i don't know it's, it's a bad song it's a sad song i mean yeah. it's just a makes me feel bad for that generation yeah yeah like how could you guys think that stupid shit but they <laughs> it's true well That's, it's because that'll we help live them. that'll in a, help them. in an oppressive society charlie enjoy your male white privilege i am but i'm not proud of it <laughs> all right Oh my gosh! <laughs> At least you own it. At least you own it. At least you do. I'm very aware of it. I'm not, not you know, very aware of it. <laughs> All right. So don't cry out loud. Divisive track for us. But now we're moving on to what did we decide was the next one? Were you doing the in the year twenty five twenty five? In the year twenty five twenty five. All right, kitties. Let's get ready for uh, you know strap in for a roller coaster ride of sci-fi thrills and chills. Uh, Charlie, what are we uh, going to count us in for this 2525? I am going to count you in for the pandemic anthem that will blow <laughs> your freaking mind. Okay? Oh, you guys are ready for this. Get ready to be in a cold sweat for a few minutes. It's 2525 <laughs> in three, two, one, go. I like how it starts out like almost like gentle. Like I almost feel like it should have like a Spanish guitar playing right there. I feel like it's very uh, balladeer, kind of traveling minstrel kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
I ain't gonna need to tell the truth. Tell no lie. I think it's interesting, right, that that everything you think, do, and say is in the pill you took today. Like, Ooh. talking about pills, I mean, I realized that back in this this time frame, there were people, like, on drugs and whatnot. Yeah. But it's interesting to me, right? They talk specifically about pills, and in our day and age, like, there's a lot of pills out there to be taken. Well, he's already talking about, like, meth mouth, too. You ain't going to need your teeth. Right. Right, you don't need your teeth. <laughs> you won't find a thing to chew. Nobody's going to look at you. What's the name of this band? Zager and Evans. Yeah. V A E G R? Z. Z A G E R, yeah. Oddly enough, this one is kind of nostalgic for me as well because I remember hearing this on the radio when I was a kid, too. This one I actually hadn't heard. Your sides? Yeah, I actually hadn't heard this one until uh, we took this dive. Oh, yeah, I'd heard this one before. But I think it's interesting, right? Like, I never thought about it. Your arms hanging up at your sides. Your legs got nothing to do. Some machines doing that for you. Mm. This one fits with the chapter this... title, too, I think, really well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be deep. I'm going to talk about some shit way in the future. Like, did these guys read that same book that, like, the Metallica song uh, was based on from our last podcast? Like, machines doing everything for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you have no control over who you are. No control over your body. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. And then I think it's interesting that you pick your son, you pick your daughter from the bottom of a long glass tube. Hey, we're not far off from that, bruh. No. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like they were probably Scientologists. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to fit in with all the stuff they're saying, but man, were they spot on. I just feel like, you know, one of them must must have been reading Nostradamus or something. And there's definitely some conspiracy theories in there. Mm-hmm. And Zager, I guess, makes guitars in Nebraska now. He makes <laughs> custom guitars. Hey, that ain't mm-hmm. far from me. I'll go pay him a visit. Get a guitar, oh, so, man. Yeah. So what about this, right? In 8510, God is going to shake his mighty head. He'll either say, I'm pleased where man has been, or tear it down and start again. That feels like 2020 right now. Yeah, very 2020. I'm just surprised he got so much of it right. (laughs) I'm kind of wondering if man is going to be alive. No, I don't think so. He's taking everything this old earth can give, and he ain't put nothing back. Are you talking about 85-85? That's 95-95. We're at 95. In 95-95, it's going to be man bot. It's not going to be man. We will have evolved to it, yeah. We will be in. I'm only human, non-organic, but I'm working on that. Yeah, yeah. We'll like we'll be pre-programmed mistakes, like you know, just to kind of ground us a little bit. (laughs) Oh man. Well, well, and now it's been ten thousand years, right? Man cried a billion tears, and then man's reign is through. Oh, done, done. Pack it up, done. Kind. That's the end. Yeah. It it does seem a little bit like uh, like a like a doomsday say, kind of song. Very doomsday. It's like I am trying to be deep. Like I'm going to paint the worst possible pictures, and I like a grade schooler would would say kind of thing. But 
Uh, it turned out to be pretty prophetic. So who am I to yeah, judge? Yeah, but you know, it, it kind of has that same like uh, it's case nearly that prophetic. That at yeah. first, I was afraid. I was petrified. <laughs> like it does out. It does start out kind of slow like that. That's funny. And then it gets it's true. You know, it's kind of a a polka e tune to be talking about the demise of humankind, yeah. right? Well, like I said, when it starts out, like at the very beginning, I picture like some kind of Spanish guitar playing there. Dude, like, it's about the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> boo. <laughs> boo! Boo! I have to boo that. Yeah. That's that, like, serious, like, creepy Uncle Charlie. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh. All right, kids. Don't learn uh, from no. creepy Uncle Charlie. Yes, no, 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 no. Quattro I C. give that four angry cakes. <laughs> four angry cakes. <laughs> I think we're going to get four angry cakes because of Charlie's comment. Yeah. And one humiliated cake. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, so I, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about that one. It's a, just a weird sci-fi trip. That's another one like MacArthur Park, I think, would just be best on some type of mind-altering substance. Um, These are all laughable ride. to say. Yeah. Can't take them I mean, seriously. Don't cry out loud. Probably the heaviest. Yeah, right. But these are all sort of laughable. I think he nailed it with the title, which yeah. is again what, Mitch. The title was, uh, or is rather. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be profound and touching, but really suck at it. Yeah, yeah. That's spot on. Yeah, I agree. It's spot on. These all these songs just really kind of missed the mark. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you never really know, I suppose, and I think maybe there will be some type of algorithms in the future that will be able to prevent such catastrophes of uh, musical, uh, I don't know, these musical car wrecks. But, you know, hey, for now, they did the best. I'm just surprised yeah. that these got made, too, though, right? Like, a lot of these are songs, that, I guess it was a different time, though. There wasn't as much studio oversight. He just wrote a song and went with the band. <laughs> I hope the audience went with it too. Yeah. Well, right? MacArthur Park is probably the one for me that like I'm most surprised like got made, just because of like the a the length Wait, and then b that? MacArthur Park. Yeah. That was uh what do you say sixty eight? I think it was sixty eight. Uh, sixty eight. Donna Summers was ten years later in nineteen seventy eight. That song was still yeah. still climbing the charts. Wow. Well, Donna Summers is fantastic, but. If you get a chance to listen to the Donna Summer version, definitely listen to it. Okay. You can, it's an interesting juxtaposition of like her version versus the original. Mm. All right, I'll take a listen. Yeah, I think MacArthur Park has got that 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 you know those gasps of uh, hippie culture and mm-hmm. you know a lot of the the that '68 really defines that, right? And he goes a little nuts with it. That's that's post. Uh, when did when did Yellow Submarine come out? I don't know. That's got to be. That I'm not sure. After Yellow Submarine, right? Right, but this one. I, so. I like, think it was after. It's definitely after. Uh, after Yellow Submarine, yeah, I think so. It's, In fact, one of the one of the things I read about that, if I remember right, they they mentioned the Beatles because they said they were basically chasing the popularity of the Beatles. Yellow uh, Submarine. It was also interesting too because they listed like. Like Richard Harrison as being like a two-fisted drinker, like you know they talked about him being like a like a bar brawler kind of guy, like a manly man. Yeah. And then here he is singing this song about melting cakes, which yeah, 
Yeah, cake's just melting in the rain. Well, just for our listeners, Yellow Submarine was 1966 was the year it was released. Yeah, so... Okay. I mean, so it beat it by a couple yeah. of years. Well, but think about the influence to writing it, right? It had to be from, like... And you think about what the song is, what it becomes. I mean, there's a lot of influence there, I think, came from that that sort of altering of music that came around that Yellow Submarine time. Yellow think Submarine was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about all, I mean, that it just feels like that's the trajectory it's going towards, as opposed to being reflective of the 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 song, the music before that, right? It right. seems much more on that artsy tambourine and shit. I mean, that that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. This has been an interesting chapter. I interesting really, chapter. really liked it. Because I'm like, <laughs> like not it's, so, it, it's fun to have fun with them, right? It's not so deep. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, th- I couldn't. I couldn't really find like any depth to most of these songs. Like yeah. we said, like you know, like yeah. some of them kind of hit hit that that note a little bit, but just really, there's just it felt like they all missed the mark. I think it was a great title chapter. Yes, yeah, so I, so agree. I, I really kind of had fun with it. So on that yeah, note, then, like, oh, go ahead, Charlie. Fun to listen to. No, I thought it was fun to listen to. Yeah. I thought they were fun to. I I came away appalled at a couple of them. Just funny, <laughs> laughing at myself. You know, listening to Beth, thinking, "Damn, dude, this guy's a dick." You know, and I couldn't tell if he was mocking the whole thing or whether he's being serious. Either way. Well, I went to pick up dinner and, and uh, Don't Cry Out Loud was I was because I was re-reviewing and Don't Cry Out Loud was playing as I was driving to go pick up dinner and I felt myself turn it down just a little bit just in case anyone pulled up next to me. I was like, oh, I turn this down just a little. Oh, I-, I just picture somebody sitting in their car listening to that song crying on the side of the road. They're like, don't cry out loud. I imagine that they're eating like a giant burger. Yeah. 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 Oh, crying, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You got to have that comfort food. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Michael, what are your honorable mentions? You mentioned one already was, uh, was what was your first? Yeah, with Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Oh, well, goodness, I also yeah. mentioned... So I also mentioned earlier, uh, more than words. Yes. Which is a song that for years, for years I have contended has aimed for a mark and missed it. And the only reason why I say it is because I remember how, like, how honestly, like all the girls when I was in high school thought that song was fantastic. Right. So, so sweet. So loving. But when you look at the lyrics and when you break it down, that song is not talking about love. Okay. It's not talking about love. Because it, it, it starts out saying I love you is not the words I want to hear from you. It's not that I want you not to say, but if you only knew how easy it would be to show me how you feel. So basically, this guy is saying, instead of saying you love me, like either A, give me a BJ, or B, do me, then you wouldn't have to say that you love me because I'd already know. So cynical. It's not a love song. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. It's not a love song. Because it, it even says, what would you say if I took these words away? Then you couldn't make things new or right or better just by saying I love you. You know, that's a really good one to talk about because you're right. What, what, if, I, if you didn't have those words, what are you going to do? Now, you, you took it the dirty direction. But let's, let's try and be fair. Let's There's be, only one direction it can go. Oh, There's only one direction it can go. 
Mike took it the dirty direction. Mm. I don't know what you're mm. talking about. Look, I all took of it the, the correct. Okay. I took it the correct direction. I'm all trying right. to enlighten people here. So okay, if big the, shocker if, that you think direct, uh, the correct and dirty are the same. <laughs> One of the same. same thing. In this, you know what? It's a happy coincidence that in this instance, direct and dirty happen to be going the same way. Okay, we'll this argue is, more than worth some other time. Mike, this is how someone like Mike explains a lot of things, right? <laughs> He's like... You're dirty. You're wrong. No, no. I did it the correct way. <laughs> I did it the correct way. Hey, I'm just pointing out that I did it the honest way. Okay. I'm not trying to hide what I want. Hey, I, I thought that I thought the way you did for a lot of years until one day I was listening to it and I was thinking about the way that you just described it. And I thought, okay, well, maybe it's, I mean, I can see how you can take it both directions, both ways as being romantic and sweet. And then also the Mike way. And then I thought maybe <laughs> he's really kind of just turning it around, you know, because the, the, all the girl wants you to say is I love you. Like they Remember, just want to hear it. The mic way requires lube. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you have any other honorable mentions? I do, actually. So uh, we already talked about Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Because I feel that that song is telling people not to try and better themselves. Accept where you're at in life. Just accept it and move on. Mm -hmm. Just continue about your day-to-day -day existence. Okay? So we talked about that one already. The other one that I, I brought up as an honorable mention, and this is partly due to the fact that Beth was in this list. Okay. And Beth, for years, I thought, came out of that same era of the ballad and all these hard rock bands trying to sing these poignant, sappy love songs and shit. Uh, when the children cry by white <laughs> <laughs> Nice call. Uh, nice call. Because, I mean, when it starts out, you know, if you if you're familiar with the song, anybody yes. who's not familiar with the song, please play it. Listen to it. Because when it starts out, it starts out all sad and and slow and just sappy. Little child, dry your eyes. How can I explain the fear you feel inside? Because you were born into this evil world where man is killing man and no one knows just why. Like, it's right off the bat. This song is just going right for the heartstrings, man. They're just shooting for those heartstrings. They're trying, they're pulling out all the stops just to get you to feel something. And I, I love it, the chorus. When the children cry, let them know we tried. Because when the children sing, then the new world begins, which is beautiful and touching. But, but so sick and sappy. I'm just so weird. It's, Honestly, I've all I've always thought of this song as like their ode to the environment. Like they're trying to say, "Oh, we destroyed the That's world." That's what I felt. Yeah. We're sorry. We're sorry that we destroyed the world. We tried, but you know, we fucked it up and this is what you're left with. So, little child, dry your dry your crying eyes. Like, you know, it's I, I seriously, I kind of hate/love/hate slash slash again this song because it's so bad in my opinion. So what is the end like lyric? It's like when the children cry, then the world begins again or something like that. Is yeah, that how it, ends? it ends with. So the last verse says, when the children cry, let them know we have tried. When the children fight, let them know it ain't right. Oh, my goodness. When the children pray, let them know the way. Because when the children sing, oh. then the new world begins. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, I really this... think that the lyrical genius rhyming begins with sing. 
I, I just think that you don't like white lion because you like white snake. You know what? They try to steal white, and they can't do that. Yeah, white lion, white snake. No, no, no. But let's be mm. honest. This was a bad song by a, a fair band. White Lion's not the best, but they've got some good songs. But this song was just, it was in that era. Yeah, this song was tough to listen to. I mean, it's just, it was in that era of like, everybody's writing a ballad. They had to write a ballad too. And they decided they wanted to take it a slightly different direction instead of a love song. They took it a U2 direction. I think that that's what they were shooting for. They didn't want to just do another love song ballad. They're like, you know what, let's do, let's do a U2 song. Right. Yeah. You know, I I can, I can see that. And, you know, I give them props for not going the same direction as everyone else. But again, this is one of those songs that totally missed the mark. Wow. Those were on the list? No, these those are were on my list. Honorable mentions. These are my honor yeah. these are my honorable mention songs, dude. These are my honorable mentions. I More only had when the children cry and don't go chasing waterfalls. I'm only gonna give you one because I've had it on the brain for about ten days now. And it's uh Is it is it more than words? No, it's Close Your Eyes Forever with Ozzy and Lita Ford. Oh, and that's all the time we have, folks. We're going to have to go ahead and cut this episode off right there. It was great talking to you. Quick. Don't. Oh, I want to hear this, and then because I do want to know what the last words I ever hear from Charlie are going to be. You know, it was a short and sweet friendship. But what do you presume I'm going to say? What are you preparing for? I'm, I don't even know. Are you kidding me? No, who no, can, pre- who can prepare about? for what comes well, out of your mouth? Like, well, I know we can realize, prepare for that. You realize what that you Mitch is about? like the biggest Aussie fan in the world, right? Like, this guy idolizes Aussie. I love right? Okay. So now you're going to now you're gonna bash Aussie and Lita. And any of us who love metal, love rock, we love Lita. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We got a place in our hearts for Lita. Is there some rule that I'm supposed to bash that song? No. No. My honorable mention is a real honorable mention. Okay. I wasn't bashing. I, okay, cool. Let's okay, okay. I love it. I'm so happy. It right feels now. like an honorable and although it feels like an honorable mention right now for this category is gonna bash it. Right, yeah, I, I agree. No, considering I'm the time. I okay. have no I love that song. And I really think it's a I, I was really going for sort of the mood of the songs we had reviewed before in this book. You know, it's a it's an interesting Close your eyes. For, I mean, for me, at the end, the last chord. I just think it's a great song. I was that's. I was saying honorable mention. I wasn't dogging it at all. <laughs> it's okay. At all. I'm, I love the song. We can. We can. We can disagree. Let me tell you something. When that song came out, I had the single cassette of that song, and I would play it repeatedly with the speakers like six inches from my head. I love that song. But I think that song. lyrically, it fits in. With some of these ballad honest where we can get into lyrics and be it's dark, it's interesting, but it's profoundly about death. I mean, love, right? No, it's about death. It, it it might oh, it's definitely about death. It's de- it's definitely yeah, it's definitely about death. But you okay, I I see it might it might be a little bit overly profound. It's a great song. And it's a duet. It's great. It's a duet. It is a duet. I thought it, it was great. I thought it was great. I love Ozzy. I love Lita. Yeah. I think you and I should sing that song sometime, Mike. We could sing that song. If we ever do karaoke again in this brave new world. Oh, we will. Yeah. We will. will. There will be karaoke Mm. again. 
it's really more of a question of how we get there. That's it. Okay. Just about how we get to from like from here to there. And I've already been talking to Brooke about just getting in the car and driving. Like I'd rather just drive. Just drive out there. Yeah, All right. Why not? No airplanes, no air travel. But no shade no. thrown at Lita Ford or Ozzy. I love the song. I was really honorable mentioning it from a good place of saying, <laughs> like, I when I was a kid, I had that in songs that I would like. If I dedicated that to somebody, it meant that I really liked, you know. Right. There's so. a, there's no, it's true. A, there's a school, podcast. High yeah. school dances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High school dances got to dedicate I, that song. I mean, that's the thing. I was more drawn to that. That felt like that's what I was honorable mentioning. <laughs> I'm glad will, you know you to sacrifice my friendship, though. <laughs> it's, you know he's willing to sacrifice a lot for Ozzy. Yeah. And to be fair, it's a surprise that I would not have anything to critique on that song. So you're right; you can't prepare. <laughs> I, I did. I did surprise. And you know, I was kidding mostly. I do. I mostly. do. No, no, I I did bit. love the song. Actually, Charlie, Charlie, he was like twenty percent kidding. No, probably more like twenty five. No, nah, probably 15. like fifteen percent. I mean, it was 15. dicey. It was it was dicey there for a minute. I 15. mean, it, I was. It was. Yeah, I mean, my my hand was on the key, the keys here. Um, okay, I'm going to give you my, my honorable mentions real quick. My first honorable mention for song where I'm trying to be profound, and but I suck at it, Plush from the Stone Temple Pilots. That is some nonsense. Like, what? That is some silly crap. And I, I know he really thought he was singing with this soulful feel, and I don't, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead. But yeah, that song, no, makes no sense. It's just silliness. You know what though? We can. I'm sure we can all agree that in that era, there were a lot of songs that came out that made no sense. Well, maybe could. Yeah. What? What else? Name another one. I mean, well, actually, I take uh, that back. My next one is from that same era, so I take it back entirely. You're right. Okay. What's your What's your next one? <laughs> My next one is uh, Glycerine from Bush. That's a good call. That's a good one. That is a good mention. Dude, what are you singing about there, dude? Like, nobody knows. And it's a fun song. I've never been able to figure that out. I've covered that song. It's a fun song to sing. It's a fun song to play. I love it. But it is baloney. No, no, it is. It is. And and Plush by Bush. I love that, too. Or by, I'm sorry, Stone Temple Pilots. I love that, too. But um, uh, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And I like poetic lyrics just as much as the next guy, probably more so. I love the sound of words. I like poetry, but sometimes it's just nonsense. But anyways, those are my honorable mentions. Those are good ones. I'm sorry. I had the wrong whole mindset about honorable mentions. Mine was a positive. <laughs> Ozzy <laughs> Lita, rock. <laughs> All right. He can walk that back a little bit. It's cool. We'll let him. We'll let him in the in the interest of Ozzy and Lee's uh, honor. All right. Yes, oh yes. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the next chapter, which I'm going to give you guys a preview of right now. Join us again, ruminators, on chapter three. Four. If I sing about drugs, people will take me seriously. Cool. <laughs> Wait, can I just ask? Is uh, is there a Motley Crue song in there? You know what? That might be your honorable mention. Oh, okay. All right. So start working on your honorable mention, Ruminators, and join us next time for If I Sing About Drugs, People Will Take Me Seriously, Chapter 4 from Tom Reynolds' book, uh, I Hate Myself and Want to Die. Brought Um, to you also by Metal, Mitch. Brought to you by Metal. (laughs) All right. This has been a fun episode, Uh, Mike. Dude, 
I love being here. Love talking about this stuff. This has been a fun episode. Thank you so much for inviting me back. I, I really appreciate you, brother. Thank you, sir. Charlie. Yeah, listen, Mitch, always a good time. I hope everybody's enjoyed listening to music, even if you just have a laugh at it, ridicule it, talk badly about it with your friends. It's a good time that doesn't stop giving, and hopefully we kind of spark that for you. Uh, everybody's looking for something to look into, and I think we've all run out of things to watch on Netflix. So <laughs> I, hope you're, I hope you're enjoying this with us, and see you next time. All right, and with that, gentlemen and uh, listeners, ruminators, take care, be safe, let a smile be your